0: You are listening to a very special episode of Dear Adult Daughter. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about an email that I received from someone who identified herself as a boomer mother of an adult daughter who listens to this podcast and whose daughter has tried to talk with her about it. And as someone who puts herself out there, I get all kinds of feedback, the vast majority of which is vulnerable and kind and supportive. Um, I get a very small, like rarely I get, do I get um, messages from people that I would call mean or haters or, you know, trollish. Um, and I, if I do get those, I, I don't give those any thought or energy. I also get a few messages from people who are not mean or trollish or haters, but who are hurting and fearful and angry. And sometimes I respond to those and sometimes I don't. But this podcast is about one of those responses and it's not about bashing her or saying that she's terrible or that what she wrote is terrible. And it's not about outing her or shaming her And it's also not about me being spiritually evolved and sending her love and light. So why am I going to do this? It's because her feelings exist, and they matter. Because her feelings are what make her human. So from what I gather from her emails, she thinks that my work is all about blaming all mothers and enabling what she sees as poor behavior on the part of adult daughters. And her biggest issue seems to be that in a recent episode of this podcast, I said that healthy boundaries could include not being in contact with a remorseless abusive mother before the mother died. She asked me to quote, not be so hard and harsh and steadfastly against all mothers from previous generations and said that she didn't want me advising her daughter, but unfortunately her daughter listens to this podcast. So she said in all caps and lots of exclamation points, please stop putting out such damaging advice. And she closed with some pretty harsh assumptions about me. Uh, As I said, her email included a lot of words in all caps and lots of exclamation points and scolding and she literally said, shame on you if she only knew. <laughs> um, but as I read her email, my body was flooded with weakness. My bones felt like jelly and I temporarily lost, temporarily lost access to my words. And once I had allowed my body to have this response um, and, and I sort of came back into my body, I felt an unreflective urge to write back to her and explain myself. But instead, I went about my day and I let it set a spell. And then I wrote back and I shared with her how my body perceived her words. I told her about the weakness that I felt and I told her about how I allowed the sensations to be there while I tracked them in my body. I told her how I used my own tools to take care of myself and to remind myself of my guiding principle, which is fierce love and the pillars that uphold it, dignity, expression and audacity. I told her that I leaned on these values to support me in deciding whether or not to respond to her. I told her that before I responded, I crossed my arms in front of me and used my hands to pat my upper arms firmly and said, this is mine. My body is mine. And then I put my arms out in front of me with my palms facing forward and I said, that's not mine. I told her that she was trying to hand me something, shame, that isn't mine and that I decline. And then i said that if she was open to it there's a gift in looking at why she wanted to hand it to me i said that being able to discern what's ours and what's not ours is at the heart of healthy relationships and communication along with leaning into unconditional positive regard i said that when her body in all of its glorious intelligence triggered her, her own stress and survival response. When she listens to my podcast, discernment went right out the window and as well, it should because nobody's got time to be pondering shit when there's a threat, because it appears that her body perceives me and my podcast as a threat. And then I said, there's a couple of questions worth asking. What is the threat her body perceived? And what had her lashing out at me and trying to offload shame onto me? And what was underneath her need to shame and scold me? She responded with another lengthy email with more all caps and more exclamation points and more scolding and more shaming. I thought about continuing the dialogue with her via email, but have chosen instead to use my speaking voice because much can get lost without hearing inflection and tone. So Deborah, I am speaking to you. The vast majority of the women who work with me read my books or listen to this podcast do not want to estrange themselves from their mothers. They want to find a way to stay connected in a way that feels healthy and safe to them. And if you disparage them for wanting that, if you tell them that they're too sensitive or that they're being wussies or that they need to grow up, well, good luck with that. Because in essence, what you're doing is shaming them. And shame creates distance and severs connection. And the main difference between our generation, because yep, I'm a boomer too, a very young boomer. <laughs> um But the main difference between our generation and your daughter's generation is that your daughter's generation isn't willing to be shamed or to carry shame or to be told that their feelings don't matter. And I'm speaking generally here, of course. And yeah, I guess I'm an outlier because I am no longer willing to be shamed or to be told that my feelings don't matter. And as I said in the beginning of this uh, podcast, your feelings also matter. Now, I can't obviously I can't speak for your adult daughter. But I speak to enough adult daughters to know that what they want is for their mothers to meet them where they are, not where their mothers think they should be. They want their mothers to be curious, not judgmental. They want empathy, and to feel safe. Being shamed does not feel safe. And when we shame others, we it's because we don't feel safe so the question becomes how can you create safety for yourself how can you become a safe person the answer lies in what i said before recognizing when you're triggered tracking the sensations of anger or hurt or overwhelm in your body telling yourself that these feelings and sensations exist and they matter you are more likely to be curious and open when you feel safe and your safety is your responsibility. And it starts with being willing to be curious about yourself and your emotional responses to things like this podcast. Unfortunately, the vast majority of us were taught to discount our feelings and, or maybe even be ashamed of them. And we were taught that other people's feelings make them suspect, weak, scary, bad too much you get the picture there's always been tension between one generation and the next but the changes that are happening now thanks to the younger generations might feel more fraught and i think it's because we're no longer willing to allow ourselves to be ruled by the fear and shame that have been used for centuries to control us and if you want authentic connection with your daughter tend to your nervous system so that you can be present with her and with yourself emotional regulation doesn't mean controlling your emotions it means allowing them to be there and not acting on them without consideration rupture is inevitable in a relationship and repair is a skill that we can all learn So just like i allowed my feelings to be there when i received your email i noticed them right i was curious about them i tracked them in my body i understood where they were coming from because my body perceived a threat my mind of course was like it's just words in an email these words can't hurt you just like the old expression sticks and stones can break your bones but words will never hurt you But the difference is the body doesn't have that kind of nuance. The body doesn't know the difference between sticks and stones and words, and we can no longer afford to ignore the body. And this is why one of my favorite questions is what is the threat my body is perceiving in this moment? And what is the threat that her body is perceiving? Those are the exact questions I asked myself after I got your email. And I guessed that your body perceived my words as a threat to your relationship with your daughter and your body reacted with anger in an effort to get me to stop my body, perceived your words as a threat to my reputation and my body reacted by shutting down. This is because we're human. You and I, we are not machines telling an adult daughter who has distanced herself from her mother whose body perceives a threat when she's around her mother that she's bad and wrong for doing so will not help her create safety we can lead ourselves and our daughters towards accountability and self-responsibility by normalizing our humanity by not shaming them or making them wrong for how they feel and that goes for us too I made a choice a long time ago that I will not be shamed, not by my mother, not by friends or partners or acquaintances, and not by you. I made a choice to catch myself when I shame others and to make amends when I do. It's taken me much longer to learn not to shame myself, and that's why I wrote a book about it. I am choosing to live differently, to step away from authoritarianism, patriarchy, and using fear and shame to control others. If your adult daughter is having trouble or is discouraged, the problem is not inside your daughter only. It is in the system. It is in the culture. And the more that I learn about shame, the more I understand that we hide because we've been conditioned that way. We've been taught to hate ourselves. That's because it's easier to blame the individual or to say that it's an individual problem rather than the system or the culture or the institutions that created the problems in the first place. Because that's not who we really are. Who we are underneath that conditioning is love. So, nope, I'm not going to be quiet. I will continue to speak up and out I will continue to practice fierce love and to lean into the values that uphold it, dignity, expression, and audacity. And I will continue to unshame myself and to put my hand on my heart and to remind myself of my humanity and yours. Much, much love, really and truly, Karen.